You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Happy New Year! Is it? Have we done a show this year? Yes. We have not. Is this the first show? Well, look at the date. <laughs> I don't Jake. see a date. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, uh, so, so the last one was actually the last day of um, 2016. Correct. So happy 2017 and welcome to 2017. Does it feel different to you? No, because it's pretty much the same. No, it feels different. It's always different. I, I don't, like New I, Year's. I don't. I mean, I like to have a new year. You do? People mm-hmm. see it's some kind of compartmentalizing, isn't it? In people's heads. Oh, definitely. Because, <laughs> as we know, time doesn't actually exist. No. Time is a construct that we have built around us to make sense of the world and to be able to sell shit and grow shit and sleep when we need to sleep. All that Correct. Jazz. However, I still like to have a new year. It's like a... I don't know. Don't know. It's like a mark to start a new list it's, and a new it's thing. It's like a compartmentalizing a... <laughs> yeah. of your brain. Yeah. Of your life. We are all robots. Did you make any resolutions for this non-new year that you don't give a shit about? No. Did you? Only one. I don't know if it's a resolution or just a thing. But that every single day, I'm going to be productive in some way. Now, that's subjective, obviously, because I could lay on the couch and watch Star Trek marathon all day. That's and productive. And some might be productive. It's not actually. I'm not actually doing anything. You're if I were to lay on that... No, I'm not, because I've seen it all before. If I were to lay on that couch watching Star Trek and at the same time um, converse with someone I haven't talked with for a long time online and somehow make their day better. Like the other day, I stumbled across someone I hadn't talked to since I was 11 and for some reason, she attached to this conversation and dumped a whole bunch of, like, you know, old emotions and she was having a bad time and I spent, like, an hour or more just chatting with her. I feel like that's a productive thing. I hopefully made her feel a little bit better, you know. And every other thing is, like, I'm working on some genealogy stuff and I've kind of attached myself to a few bigger projects, like my mother's historical society of our little county and my alumni association from my old high school you know, and just kind of tap into each of those every day. Do a little research, do a little update on the website, make a little image. Now, someone else might look at that and go, but that's pointless. It doesn't matter to anybody. That is inaccurate. So I feel like that is my goal for this year is that so far every single day I've done something. Even if you just bake some homemade cookies, I don't know. To me, that's being productive because it's something that didn't I'll exist I'll do some before. exercise. I don't feel like exercise is productive, but I have been doing that more in the it last few days. It is if you days. want to be healthy. I don't think it's productive, though, because I'm not doing anything. I, I don't consider that productive. So I'll just do it. If while I'm on the exercise bike, which is what I have in the kitchen, I am also online doing something productive, then that's fine. Right. But I don't consider exercise. For me, see, that's a subjective thing. Someone else might think, well, I did my 20 minutes on my bike. That's productive for the whole yeah, day. I've done, but it isn't. Yeah. To me, it is not. It is. If just that's your thing. goal and you do it, then that's productive. But it isn't doing anything. See, that's the it thing. It is making your making you better. Not necessarily. I might be eating a cake while I'm doing it. It doesn't make me any better. Well, I'm I'm assuming <laughs> they're not doing that. They're actually exercising. Not necessarily, because I could sit in my own kitchen, on my stationary bike, eating a whole bag of chips. But it's making you better feeling. Sometimes it does, sometimes it's just boring, and sometimes I actually admit, yes, it makes my body feel better. And if that then helps me be productive for the day, fair enough. But All right, so that's our before the after yeah. the show. It is Saturday. <laughs> the truth Jan- is we weren't really talking at all before, so we had to make some up. It's Saturday, January the 7th. Seven- that's hard to say when you've got false teeth. And it is after the show, number 461. The uh, movie we're looking at this week is Blair Witch. It's a 2016 movie released on Blu-ray this week, January the 3rd. You can pick it up now. It's rated R, and it's from our friends at Lionsgate. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of the movie Blair Witch. There was this little movie a few years ago, back in 1994, apparently. Or whenever Nine. it was. 1999. Okay, 1999. Oh, that's correct. It was set... It was 
the events in the movie happened in 1994. So 1999, the little movie came out. I went to see it. As a lot of people did. Some documentary people got lost in the woods and some creepy shit was happening. What was it called? The Blair Witch Project. Because they found a story about this legend of a witch in the woods in this town, whatever. This many years later, the brother of one of the people wants to go see what happened. He want, He's drawn to go back to the woods and see if he can find a sister. As if it's a real thing. Right. No. That's it, really. We're going back into the woods with some documentary people with a bunch of fucked up cameras. That's really annoying to me. Really pretentious, but whatever. That's a side the beside the fact. And we're that's going to That's not the synopsis. The- <laughs> that's, a, that's a personal point of view. That's an editorial comment. <laughs> we're going into the woods. Uh, and some creepy shit may or may not happen. All right, so um, the Blair Witch Project in 1999, we both saw it. I just explained it already. Um, There's more to it than that. We both saw that movie, and it was groundbreaking for its time. Um, I saw it and felt ill half the time. I didn't have that. But nobody um, had seen anything like that at that time. It was a very unique film, and the way the marketing around that film was, uh, they kind of marketed it marketed it as though it was real and you were going to the cinema to see this footage that had been found and some people fell for let that let me just because, interject yeah if you fell for that you're a fucking well i'm saying idiot. some people did fall for it because it wasn't as people weren't as clued in as they are today the internet was in its infancy really uh, as it is now it was there was no social media or anything like that so it was easier to dupe some people mtv were the biggest um thing for duping people because they made a documentary that aired a, a, about a week before the Blair Witch Project went in theatres, there was about it was made as a like factual documentary about this Blair Witch thing. So that aired, and then later the movie came out. A lot of people were duped. A lot of people said they fainted in the cinema, and it was the most horrific thing ever. Ridiculous. I think it was a very well marketed film. And because there was nothing like that at the time, it was an absolute mega smash. Like it made lots of money. Like lots. It's still in the top ten movies that made so much money compared to what they cost to make because it was very cheap. So all these years later, um, I, well, about the Blair Witch, I really enjoyed it at the time. I have since tried to rewatch it. And got about 20 minutes into it and was kind of bored by it. Like, it, it doesn't really hold up, that first movie. Yeah, now, I agree. Because things have, we've seen a lot of horror and we've seen a lot of that. We've seen a lot of people copy that and make it better than that actually is. Like what? Give me an example. Uh, you can't Cloverfield. Probably. Doesn't do it better. I thought it did the found footage. For me, the found footage. Uh, wreck. That, I think Wreck is better than... What's Wreck? The one with the zombies found footage. Did I see that one? I don't know if you saw it. I don't think I saw that one. The one with the woman from Dexter in it. His sister. No. I think that is a better found footage movie that's more effective than than the Blair Witch Project was. So I just think it's been done better than that. And we're kind of at a point where if you try and do that again, it won't work. I don't think. So this movie... I'll be honest, once you try to do that again ever, it's just stupid now. Just, it was stupid after they did it. So there was. I wasn't a huge fan. A sequel to the Blair Witch Project called Book of Shadows a few years later that tried to be clever with a sequel as to we're not going to do that again. We're going to twist it on its head and do something completely different that will also be cool. I don't think it actually worked as as planned. It wasn't very interesting at all. Do you remember what the what it was exactly? It was yeah that it, the Blair Witch Project wasn't real, right? And that they this town was now capitalizing on it, and so there were some like goth type of people who were trying to pretend they tried to fake some of it, but some people still believed it was real. That the movie got it wrong. I mean, that the whole campaign about the movie was wrong. That it yeah. was actually real, real. It, it was trying to be, and clever. then it turned out in this movie to be real. Yeah, spoiler alert. So forget about that Book of Shadows, because I think it was just a load of cool people trying to be cool and make something cool, and it didn't really work. Not for me at all. It didn't work as anything. So this third movie, you know, all this time later, I saw the trailer for it last year at Comic-Con, 
And I thought, oh, maybe maybe all this time has passed and uh, they can really do something cool with the Blair Witch. And, I, you know, we watched The Witch last year. We actually reviewed it. You can go back and listen to our podcast about it. And you know what? That movie, The Witch, if you added the Blair Witch project to that and called that a Blair Witch movie, that could also be part of this. I disagree. I think it could be the, the prequel to it. I all. think that lowers it down a lot because that whatever they're talking about in the Blair Witch didn't even happen in that movie. So I don't know what you mean. Now, this movie here, they made it uh, in on in secret. This movie, uh, Blair Witch, they... Um, Filmed it under a different title, nothing to do with the Blair Witch. It was just going to be a, into the into the woods, I think they called it, and uh, it was all secret. And people have been leaking screenshots of this movie and saying, "Oh, it's they're making this cool into the woods movie." And then right at the last minute, they said it's Blair Witch, like uh, Comic Con. So, and then everybody got excited about it. So, do you think this works as a Blair Witch movie? As a Blair Witch, yes. Because it, it feel I mean, it's directly related to the whole of the Blair Witch Project. And then, when not just watching the movie, but if I were to watch them right after each other, like if I watched Blair Witch Project and then this one, it would feel like the tone is similar, the way it's done, the sound, the creepiness, the semi-pretentiousness of this documentary. It all fits together, so yeah. Yeah, so they just... Um... It's a modernized version, basically, of that one. But they do take this one to more extreme levels of horror. Not really. Because I mean, the first one really has no horror. Like, In fact, that's what some people complained about the first one. They watched it, and then they were scared and that, and then, then went back and analyzing it. And there's really not much to it, apart from some loud noises, uh, some fast camera work, and you really see nothing in that first film. It's all about that atmosphere that scares you. Now, in this one, you see a little bit more. And it's a bit more conventional, I think, as in a horror. It's like, uh, here's a spooky house. Here's the creep show in the house. Yeah, but that that's not until happen. later. So you got to no. start with how they get you hooked a little bit. It's, is a, that it's pretty much the same. Exactly right? the same. <laughs> you slowly, you get to know these people, and they're obviously all fucking geniuses with modern technology. Every single one of them can operate every single variation of every kind of fucking personal camera that was ever invented is, in yeah. 2014, which is highly unlikely. No one struggles even for half a second to know how to do anything, which drives drove me insane. And they've got everything now. We're covered, like so that you're the skeptic person. You go, well, well, why don't why doesn't anyone ever have cell phones or, or walkie talkies? They've got walkie talkies. Oh, why don't they have a drone? They've got a drone. Why don't they have whatever a camping gear and first aid gear? They've got all that. Why They're don't prepared. they have Bluetooth earpieces that are actually cameras? <laughs> They've got that. They've got everything, right? They're they're prepared, overly prepared, because they don't know what they're going into. But we're preparing them as if they know what they're going to need to do. So that was annoying to me. So you build them up as this like little crew. You know, they don't have any issues with each other. There's no like problems. It's fine, but it's all very bland. The issues is very boring. My- my yeah. sister went missing. And, right. Uh, and the, But there's no emotion there. There's no. no attachment at all. Now, I may say a lot of negative things here. Sound negative. I actually like the movie overall. But the individual parts are like watching a student film where they are not thinking through, not even trying to make it a bit more gritty. Everyone's all polished and perfect looking. They all look like they just came out of a fucking magazine. Like every every single one of them are... A drawing on a piece of paper that someone designed the character. And that's it. You get no depth to anybody. Not that that's required. But there's really nothing. Like, nothing of interest to no, me in no, any well, of these people. they are generic horror. Um, when you watch any type of horror film like this, you pretty much know that probably everybody's going to die. Um, and sometimes some movies don't even bother to give you a backstory. I think they're less than generic. Yeah, they're not even like... Here's the dumbass guy that you want to die. None of them are like that. There's not even the hot, sexy chick who's trying to hook up with somebody. You don't have that. I'm not saying that's better. I'm just saying there's not even that. They're all just flatlined. Yeah, it's not like Friday the 13th type uh, is the cut. And I'm not, you know, again, I'm not saying that's better writing. It's just that 
I need a reason to care about anybody. And even one, I don't care about the brother. I don't care about the documentary girl. Because we, we've hinted at the fact that she's just trying to exploit him for her project or whatever. We've got this couple along for like no fucking reason whatsoever. They're absolutely useless. The two of them, to me, useless. The girl and the guy. I mean, they do nothing except be fodder for the horror I mean, I- of it all. I saw the... Um, but they don't fit a function. I actually said to you, I Green Day there. I call him Green oh, Day. Oh, not him. The other couple. The couple that's with them. The girl who knows how to use all the cameras and the drones. Oh, okay. And the guy. Yeah, because just... you need more than... You need a few of yeah, them to Yeah, you need meat for the meat grinder. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing about them that makes me... They're not brave. They're not scared. They're not... They're just there for the... You know, we're going to throw this at this person... He's got a little bit of an anger issue and she gets hurt. Yeah, there's not much uh, character development. I agree with that. And also, uh, if we're going through the negative stuff here, one of my negative things is the whole, like, the first 15 minutes is really ham-fisted filmmaking. It's really like, hey, guys, this is a drone. It can only go a thousand meters. Yeah. It's like telling the audience, yeah. hey, guys, this is a Bluetooth headset, but it's actually a camera. Make sure you have it switched on at all times. Yes. There's a lot of that. Like, it's we need to explain technology to you, people who understand. Because they're, so, they're perfect experts yeah. at it all. That's what But it's really, crazy. it's crappy dialogue. It's, I, I was, I was kind of cringing Are at you a pushing lot of it. the, did you hold and push the button? Yeah. Did you hold and push the button? You gotta hold and push the button. Did you hold and push the button? All, she says that like four it, times. It's talking to the audience going, do you know later on in this film, somebody won't push that button or they will push <laughs> that button? So, Remember well, this? Spoiler alert, that didn't happen. Remember, but. yeah, but that's, that feels, that's what it all feels like. Remember that the drone can only go this far? Also, we've, we've told you that. How long was that drone missing and then it was still running? That, it's... well, um, <laughs> there's shit going on at that point. Yeah. There's a, I Time. won't spoil yeah, that, yeah. but yeah, that could also be part of it. And it could be a, a messing with situation, uh, you know, messing with them. Anyway. It's really ham-fisted, the first 15 minutes. Uh, you don't get to know the people very well. All of a sudden, and I know it gets to it really quick. Okay, we're camping, and now shit's happening, right? I feel like there could have been a better build-up at the beginning. Um, I, I know it doesn't matter in these kind of movies, because most people are going to meet the grisly end in some way. But you need to care for the people, I think, to make it more effective. Now, we watched uh, Don't Breathe the other week, and those three characters in that movie who go into that house, breaking into that house, they character, he character built them. Mm-hmm. Even though you, you're like, well, these are assholes, they're robbing somebody's house. There was enough of the backstory of them to you to actually go, okay, there's something. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I care about this girl, even I'm though she the, is an yeah. asshole. I still don't want her to die. I'm in the fiction yeah. of their world. Right. With because this. because you could you can you can step into that world and if you look around and we'll talk in modern terms of like VR so I've got a VR headset and I'm walking into the room with these characters if I'm looking around they are fully characters I walk around them and they're a whole person in the movie like this you go everything looks fine you walk in the door you've got your VR headset on you walk past them you turn around and look and they're all cut cardboard cutouts. They're not even a cardboard cutout. They're a cardboard cutout with like a sticker on the front. I would it's not tra- even like I would you know. challenge anybody who'd watch this film to even name the characters. You know? <laughs> to say James. It's really difficult. Peter. I got them, because yeah. they said their names like many, many, many times. Ashley, because she screams for her a lot. Yeah. But so there you go. I've yeah. met your it's challenge. It's not like I've, it's not like I watch the Evil Dead and go, "Well, there's Ashley William." You know, it's not. I didn't know Ash's name. I only knew Ash. Right. Didn't know his. Oh, name. Well, you at least knew he was Ash, right? Yeah. So I, I call this guy Green Day. I don't know his name. <laughs> he, had a, he had a weird name though. That one. Yeah. Because I forget. He looks like the guy from Green Day, and he's got that kind of vibe. That kind of. What loser. is it? He's not a loser, is he? The guy from Green Day. <laughs> no, just that kind of cool. But he not wasn't cool. cool? No, I'm saying like the, they're oh they're hackers. They're in. They're on the dark net. Are they hackers? Yeah, I don't when, think they're hackers. When they got to the door, he, he said uh, uh, that he's a, a member of the dark net, and I was like, oh, it's not a hacker though. They're just on there looking for weird shit. I don't think the, they're hackers. Maybe they're not conspiracy theorists. Yeah, exactly. Like. But um, 
Anyway, that first 15 minutes, didn't like it at all. Once it got into the woods, this movie, and the stuff started to happen, there was some surprises. I, yep. I, I expected Agreed. pretty, I expected pretty much what happened in the first one. I expected them to find something creepy. Us not to see much of the creepy thing, but there'd be a lot of loud noises. Now, I wouldn't be wrong to say, I wouldn't be wrong, that actually does happen. There are a lot of loud noises. You do see and not see things. <laughs> Basically don't see things, but it's kind of creepy. There are some real creepy moments in this movie, though. And that's the... We're getting onto the good parts. Yeah. My, I have yeah. one absolute favorite part of this movie that is actually... And at the exact moment it was happening, I'm like, this is the mo- one of the most creepy moments, scary to me, of any movie I've ever seen. Really? When she's in the... I don't, this is a really funny... <laughs> I wish you could see this. Just, <laughs> I'm doing exactly what she was doing. Oh, in the thing. Yeah, yeah, I like that, too. I was like, holy shit. I thought that... Like, if you're claustrophobic, you might not want to... Not just that. I'm not claustrophobic. Yeah. And I was thinking that... I mean, the way she was doing it and the way she was breathing. I mean, we have a moment when someone's trapped somewhere. We'll put it that way. And I actually felt it. I felt myself pull my blanket up. I was like... Oh. It, and it looked... The visual of it is really... And then really the sound of it... Kind of gross, it, like... Just yeah. think of the whole, that situation, and I am not claustrophobic at all. I love tanning beds. I can lay in a box all day. I can go in a dark closet in the corner. Don't give a shit. But that, act, the way they did it and the way she did it particularly, because she wasn't over-dramatizing it. She panicked a little bit, and then she kind of got her shit together. Calm down, yeah. The whole of it creeped me out because I thought, you know, it, it, yeah, that could somebody's died that way in the, in the world of humans, right? Terrible. In so terms of that a, I give them credit for. In terms of a visual on a, a really... It's not even a super creepy moment, but I, I thought stood out in this movie was where the, there was the girl and the dude in the woods... See, I don't know the names. In the <laughs> woods. And she, and he was telling her to calm down and she she started like... And she was breathing. And, and then uh, her um, mouth fog... Was yeah. steaming up the lens, yeah, and it it it's it's reminiscent. You can see what they were doing mm-hmm. to the scene, snotty nose. the snotty nose famous scene, but it was just interesting. It was an interesting, and the, there's also a scene where a character climbs up a tree that was really a good. Um, Didn't make sense sequence, but yeah, it was a good. Sequence. I mean, it, <laughs> the noise it made. There's some real creepy noise. The hot star of this show, I think, is the sound. At times, it's a bit heavy-handed. Let's be honest. It's there was a little some weird bit noises. Like, it was, but I imagine the guys. I'm, I'm going to assume it's men. I don't know that for a fact. The people in the sound thing doing the editing, and because they're so tuned in to sounds and shit that they they don't get that sometimes that piercing crack of something over and over and over loses its effect. So when I hear the crack of a tree the first few times, I'm like, ugh. And then I'm like, oh my god, lighten up, change it a little bit. Do a little bit something it different. It makes some noises that I couldn't even pinpoint, though. I didn't know what they were. Like, there were some noises that came out of the woods. Especially the very first noise. When oh, went, yeah. What was that? I don't know what that was. Oh, and the whole thing shook <laughs> Yeah, it was, I was a like, weird noise. Oh, it was like, is that a plane land? Is that a plane crashing? Is that a uh, a chainsaw? What is that noise? Like it. Uh, so that would freak... I was thinking, if I'm in the woods, and there is a noise... And it's a very specific noise. It's not like an owl flying away. It's a weird noise. And you would be like, it's pitch black. What is that noise? That was frightening, I thought, where they came out of the tent. Yeah. That noise had happened. All you can and see is what the flashlight sees. It's all a bit chaotic. Yeah. Like, and you're just looking at another tent and people are panicking over there and you're looking at the woods and there's nothing. That would be scary if you were in that. <laughs> you would be like, uh, can we go home? No, we can't because who knows where we are. We can't figure it out. There was also some... Cell phone doesn't work now. The GPS doesn't work. You know, it's kind of explained in this movie. But it didn't really. That didn't really happen. He said, "Cell the phones not working. Um, what, don't work here." Yeah. And the GPS is whatever. And the drone lost its um, line of sight to the thing. I don't know that. I mean, it crashed. So yeah. Well, that shit went bleep, 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 malfunction, malfunction, and then the drone was gone. So, but they had to kind of get rid of the technology, like, so they didn't have a way out. <laughs> and, you know, it is explained. Yeah. Kind of. Um, why shit goes haywire. 
Hmm. And the, that actual twist... I do believe that you might not have cell phone service in the middle of a huge forest. Yes, that is not, that's not like, unbelievable at all. That's totally plausible, because I can go in parts of my mother's house and lose my cell service, so that is not un, 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 impossible. There's, like, a supernatural twist to this movie that I won't reveal. Um, but it's more... In this movie, it happens in the first movie, actually. If you look closely, the same it's the same thing in the first movie. They um if you remember in the first movie, they think they know where they're going, they think they know where they're going, oh they're going around in circles, they're going around in circles. It happens in this movie, but it's more explained as what is to what is happening. Um I liked that. I thought that was a good addition to this thing of the Blair Witch. You know? Why? What do you mean? That explanation that you get of, lost in the woods? No, the this. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to spoil There's it. There's no the explanation until you watch the extras. There, is, there isn't, but it's uh, uh, you you, watch you the understand extras. watching it that something's going on there. There's something weird. There's After something a couple of things, yeah. yeah. And that's subtle. That's my favorite thing of the whole movie, is that. Yeah. It's is like, that oh, this and not is just weird. that in a weird way, but like okay, now we're on to something that is. It's not interesting. just. That sounds very vague, if you're yeah, listening. Yeah, it's not just, like, in the first movie, something that might be something. Yeah, it's not a there legend of a thing, <laughs> and now there's a witch, and blah, blah. It's, it's confirmed that something is bad. Definitely, because the... Yeah. That yeah, was I another mean, good part. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't in line with anything else. There's one sequence where a thing happens, and it's completely like... <gasps> nothing is their imagination. Every, this is a real shit going down, and it was a little voodoo and a little weirdness happening. I thought that was great because it was very subtle. It never happened again. It wasn't. Ref- nobody had to explain it. She finds a thing, and she's like, "That." Yeah, there's and a it- moment where there's a, <laughs> a thing happens that is like a shocking thing. That, very shocking. That you don't expect from yeah, the Yeah, up to now, you've yeah. just had people screaming and somebody's gun law missing, and some people have had some weird experiences, but nothing like, yeah, horror. Related in front of their eyes, and so it's also like. So I was a little bit frightened that doing this again wouldn't work, and I I don't think it hundred percent works. Um, it does feel a bit rehashy of the first one, and we're trying to be the first one, but cooler, if you can be such a thing, you know, more modern, more internet age. Um, at least I feel like they they didn't push that part of it. They did, they weren't on their phones the whole time. It's just the cameras trying to the, sort of the tech of today, which <sighs> yeah, you know, which we yeah, if you were going making a film, that's what you would have. You would but all have cameras. But at some point, if you're going through some crazy horrific shit, you would not be. I would not, and I love taking pictures of everything. I don't know that I would have the frame of mind to continuously film everything. Yeah, but if you're doing, so your, you're doing your YouTube and your revenue goes down. <laughs> yeah. <you> know, <laughs> See, that's one thing they didn't mention, right? Nobody says they're no. on YouTube because, well, 2014 they would have been. I kind of did expect that, but it never happened. It, no. I really thought, that, oh, we're making a YouTube thing. She's making a documentary project, right. I believe, for college. Yeah, because she's even like doing that. some narration in yeah. the hotel room. So it's a pro- like a film, not, yeah. like, not like some blog or something. Some blog. Vlog. You know what? <laughs> that was one of the things that I feared this would be. Some kids saw that original thing. They YouTubers or vloggers, and they decided to go and vlog this whole thing. You could have approached it at that angle, but I think it was better as a film angle. And also a relation of the original person. Unfortunately, though, I never felt like Heather from the first one and her brother in this one. I didn't really feel a connection or a sadness. Like, I didn't ever feel that. Like, no. and, and there was a moment where there should have been. And the, he was saying stuff. And I was like, no, I don't even believe you're a brother. It's like weird. Like, I don't... There's no join to it. There's no... I never even... Because you're not character developed, I never even see you looking at pictures of her. I never Correct. see you being sad about her or anything. Like I know it was a long time as And the parents don't exist, apparently. Right. There's no even, like... The thing about making a character feel like somebody you care about is he calls his mom in the, right before they leave and says... She's trying to talk him out of it. Or I mean, again, I'm doing these tropes that They're sound really over. boring, yeah. but... It connects you. It connects him to somebody who you can imagine at that time, if that happened, and this girl were missing, and the mother and the father would be traumatized, right? So he calls his mom. Maybe she says, "You know, don't do it," or you know, bring her home. Something that makes you go, "Oh, well, that's pretty." But he's just like this 
magazine model looking cutout brother with perfect everything. Because there's no ties to anything. Yeah. It doesn't really matter if he goes missing. Like The only way we have is his friend Peter, who's been his friend the whole time. Right. And, <laughs> and I don't know, nitpicking, because I think they wanted to get back to this straight up Horrific. Just scare people. And that's fine. I like that too. But like with Lights Out or even with, um, what was the one watched that I didn't really love, but what was that one? Don't Breathe and Lights Out. Yeah. Those are the last two. Now, Lights Out even had something there. I mean, but it was a little great. bit cheesy, right? Yeah, it was a little cheesy, but I felt a little bit something. At least you cared for her and. I got the whole more... picture of this yeah. girl growing up with his mom who seemed crazy, and now the little brother is grown up with a mom who's kind of crazy and you know you something connects the dots and you feel like not necessarily that you care how they end up but just i'm in i I walk in i'm in their world i want to get on with the story the the gallows was another decent found footage uh way of doing a Mm -hmm. i thought that one was effective because it was different than this it wasn't going off in the woods it was actually in a high school in the drama yeah that was Interesting, I thought. A ghost story, but a first person. Yeah. <laughs> so, when I was talking about things that might have done it better than The Blair Witch, even that, you know, that was a high-profile found footage movie. I thought did it better. What was the other one as well that we watched that was pretty cool? Um, it was a found footage movie, but it was a time machine that they made. The kids made a time machine in the... That was pretty good, too. That was another found footage movie that I thought worked pretty well. Oh, yeah. I yeah, they made about. a time machine in yeah. the basement. And they... It, they used it and it fucked things up. Like, it, was it, it found footage? Yeah, it was a found footage movie. I don't all, they were all filming each other all the time. It was waggly and... Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. It was a couple of years ago. But there's another. So we've... The Blair Witch is responsible for, you know, because there's been a lot of that stuff. No, they didn't invent that. They got that idea from someone else. Yeah, a cinema verte. Yeah, verite. Not just that. There were many before in the 80s and 90s, but they not just weren't many. big, famous ones. It was like ones. four, weren't they, or something? No, there was loads. It was just not famous movies. Right. That's where they got the idea Yeah, to so they are, the, they are the first famous, like, mainstream movie that... Well, that some would argue that their PR campaign was bigger than their movie, and that's why we know about it. If they hadn't done all the bullshit on MTV and made everybody, I guess, who's stupid enough to think it's real, make it think it's real, it would just be another one of those indie... And I just checked, the, the original movie did not have credits at the end. It mm-hmm. just cut to black to enhance the realism of, oh, this isn't a movie. Because this movie, I said to you, at the end it cuts to the credits and it's telling you who the director and the editor and the, and that, if you were to be trying to sell this off as this is all real footage we found, that completely ruins it when it says who directed it at the yeah. end. It's like, uh, it should be directed by, and then these people. It should just have these people in a list. The people who, you know. In memory of. Yeah, like that. But the first one didn't do that, so that was another way of... But I guess people want their names in the credits nowadays, you know. So, um, moving on to the cast here. Now, I don't know anybody in it. Then nobody is like a face that you know, right? Nobody. So I can name some names no. and you won't know them. So I'll name some names and you'll... Say whether you liked them or not. Or, I cannot name the names and you can say who stood out to you. What? I won't go through the list of right. names and you can just say who stood out to you. Uh, nobody. I didn't think anybody was great at all. I thought um, the documentary young lady who would be... Callie Hernandez. Lisa. Yeah. yeah. She was probably the best one because she was just... Never overhyped. She's the one who did the claustrophobic scene. The claustrophobic. She did the steaming of the glass one. She wasn't like high school acting kind of looking, whereas a lot of them had a lot of. I've seen a lot of high school plays over the last four five years. The girl with the bad foot was kind of bad. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of overdid it, and so was the anger guy. And then the couple that they find with the purple hair, also just over the top. Mm. um, Caricature. She, Kelly Hernandez, I think. Pulled together a lot of the scenes, and you know this kind of mo- the Blair the Blair Witch Project. You those three people who were in that one were all unknowns. They just made this really cheap movie, and and it works. And I don't think you should put stars into these movies, big stars that everybody have seen, because it, it takes away from it. Because you're like, let's say, um, the main guy, the brother, is a famous actor that you know, 
it wouldn't work. Because you'd Why be not? Like, Maybe if he's good, it would work. It doesn't matter who they are. I mean, I, I think part of the selling it on you to be real, it wouldn't work. If it was Tom Cruise... If they're trying to sell it to me as if it's real, then they're selling it to the wrong person. It's a movie. Well, selling it... But if her, if her brother turned out to be somebody who's been into 50 other movies, I don't give a shit. I mean, why does that matter? It totally doesn't matter if we knew every single one of them. It could be anybody. It could be a super famous person being the documentary girl. It doesn't matter as long as they're good and convincing you. The reason that it makes a difference is because you're supposed to be thinking you're watching a bunch of strangers in some found footage. If it's a bunch of famous people, that's the only thing it changes. Yeah, sort of that me. It's not Tom Cruise in the woods <laughs> roaming around. But as far as quality goes, it could have been elevated a bit if some people of a different experience of acting. Now, these aren't young people. I mean, they're in their 20s, most likely. There's definitely some lousy acting on display, though. Yeah. And then there's also some moments where I'm like, wow, yeah, that's pretty good. But it's really uneven. Like, And, you know, are we analyzing the Blair Witch or Blair Witch a little bit too much? Because it is just a horror <laughs> film. Yeah. Um, and it's not about who's great at acting, and it's supposed to be a bit raw because it's not really supposed to be seen as acting because it's all footage, but it does feel a bit crappy sometimes. It's directed by Adam Wingard. Um, I really loved his movie, The Guest, which was on my top ten films of that year. Um, this isn't The Guest, and The Guest was really good. Um... You loved it. I do. I did see his style from the guest creep into this movie, though. But because it's the because it's Blair Witch, there's a lot that comes with it that he has to do. So it it kind of takes away from it being an Adam Wingard movie a bit. It's like he loses some of his thing because he has to follow these guidelines of the Blair Witch. Because Blair Witch has a certain thing. You go to the woods, his thing, his deal. He's got to follow that. And but visually and the part. There's, there's a part in a house. It's kind of the finale of the movie. It all takes place in a house. I thought that was the standout stuff for yeah. camera work. Creepiness. And, yeah, and like it is just gross. Like the place is gross. So Adam Wingard did a good job, I think. If you've not seen The Guest, you should. He also did Your Next and the anthology series uh, VHS. He did one of the shorts on that one. Um, so extras on this Blu-ray. And there's a documentary that's nearly three hours long. And uh, I will say, from just watching the extras, makes... it makes both movies and the whole of the Blair Witch con- um, universe yeah. better. It really does. Because the problem with that is that they're not conveying those ideas through their movies. This idea of we want it to be mysterious and unexplained, and yet here is our explanation over here when you're watching us on the extras. Right. And the explanation makes the movie better. That, that's a problem. Yeah. Because it should have been better or somehow leak. You're holding too much back by letting us, you know, by trying to be cool about it or trying to be like, you know, ooh, we're clever because we're not giving anything away. Everything is up to your imagination. But the thing is, what that does is it kind of strips it. You don't even give me options, really. You've told me the legend. You know, the legend of the Blair Witch is somebody suspected this woman was a witch. They put her out in the woods, they put her up on a tree, they flayed her out like she was on one of the racks, you know, and left her to die. They went back later, and the children knew, and she was gone in the springtime or whatever. She's gone. Then, mysteriously, the children and the parents of the children who accused her of witchcraft or whatever weird thing they accused her of start dying. And then this other guy, later on in the 40s, kills a bunch of children, and they, he says that some a voice of a woman told him to do it, and all yeah. this kind of stuff. That's your story. There's your, there's the meat of your legend. Kind of boring. Not really that interesting. And yet, if you take that and take these hints of things they've told us in the extras and layer that on top, the concept of something even beyond any of that makes it so much better. Yeah. It's still mysterious, but it's better. Well, these extra, this documentary <coughs> that is three hours long. Well, it's not three hours long. It's 90 minutes long, but there's some other stuff. But the uh, documentary actually enhances the movie because the original filmmakers, the producers, etc., and the writers, uh, and the new people, they compare kind of notes mm-hmm. with each other in this. And it's, it's interesting because they say, well, the original people say, well, we were going to make a sequel. We started to write some stuff and it was going to go a very different way. And 
then we thought, oh, we don't really, it's not really working. We don't, we can't really come to the agreement with something. We'll let some other people have a go at it. And then it, it's what they, they say, what they think of what they did, which I thought was interesting yeah. because they kind of left it to them. They didn't tell them to do anything, but what came back is what kind of what they would have wanted, but they didn't come up with it. But, um, it does enhance it because there's something that's said in this documentary about, uh, some yep. <laughs> coming through a window that when they said that and I hadn't thought of that I was like oh that's really cool like I like that but it's not spelled out in the movie it's we've just ambiguous turned up, things we've just turned it into something that it's just way yeah I love that it goes beyond human explanation and if you take their explanation ish and apply it to this idea of woman you know humans were are assholes and they humans might have tied a woman up in the woods and if once she's in the woods, yeah. This and then that. <laughs> it's kind of it's evil. Really hard to it's kind of Evil Deadish, like where Evil Dead is like there's a thing, and there's a there's a, a, a scenario to it, and then some other things happen, such as Ash going back in time, that is like whoa. There's more. This, it's bigger than we thought. Yeah. There's there's more elements to this that make it super interesting. So yeah, there's something in this movie that makes this way more interesting than it should be because at its essence Blair Witch forget the found footage part of it it's literally kids going into the woods and being killed right that is what a lot of horror films are and that's what this is too so yeah the extras are quite good um, it's a six part documentary it's called Never Ending Night The Making of Blair Witch there's also an audio commentary on the movie with uh, the director and the writer and there's House of Horrors exploring the set. So it's like over three hours worth of stuff. I think it's good stuff, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so it, actually, if extras enhance the movie, that's a good thing. Don't watch no, them. No, I disagree. If extras enhance the movie, that means the movie's missing something. But if your experience of the movie is good, and then you watch the extras and it sort of bolsters up what you thought, that's good. But yeah, this like is Daredevil. Where this fixes is the it? movie the flaws that you might feel, and that's not good, because that means they're not telling their story well, fully. I would say that the tr- even the even the parts that I just said about the uh, documentary that enhanced the movie for me, because th- there are some ideas where I was like, oh, yeah, cool. They don't even... Ev- nobody ever nails it to one of those. They say, well, I think this might have happened, or I think this might have happened. They're just trying to be vague on purpose, aren't they? And the movie is all about being vague, right? So, yeah, and it doesn't work. Because right. then you're you're left with nothing. Nothing like when at you, all. Like when they ask the question, do you see the Blair Witch in this movie? Mm-hmm. I won't spoil anything about Somebody's that. Like, well, but there's maybe, an answer. Maybe not, that, yeah, they're all very vague. Uh, yeah. Or... Oh, no, you don't. Yes, you do. Apparently in the trivia, one of the makers of the movie actually explains what that is. I don't know what that is. Is that the, um, heads to tails, tip to toe? The... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All explains right. what it is. In the uh, in the trivia on IMDb? Yeah. So you have to go there to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Is that the director? Uh, no, the, the director. Writer? The writer. But yeah, I think... Well, I'm going to listen to the commentary. There's a whole commentary, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of insight into yeah. this movie in that commentary, so... I think that the the whole of the project, the people who are in making it are really into it, the editor had a great section of yeah. the extras. That was the best part of the extras. Yeah. And he's really into it, and he's watching the movie like along with Like how fun it is to edit this kind of movie. Yeah, and how he actually yeah. really digs it, and the whole of the Blair Witch experience is cool. Now what we need is for these producers, director, editor to be the next victims in the next movie as if all of it was just a a, a, a pull toward the real thing. <laughs> how, yeah. How about like the next one is Hollywood decides, well, this student E by which thing's cool. And then you we're have We're going your, to make the real movie. Then you have Tom Hanks being like yeah. somebody and like Glenn yeah. Close is the and witch. And they come and they all get fucked. <laughs> I've just wrote your sequel. <laughs> and yeah, Tom Hanks. It doesn't seem like the right casting. I think we might have to look into that. Um, has Tom Hanks ever been in a horror film? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I, don't think I mean, he's... maybe some hor- horrible movies that aren't... Not horrible. I don't think he's been in a... Ho- I don't think horror is his genre, is it? No. No. So yeah, not. we won't pick Tom Hanks. <laughs> Could be his breakthrough movie. Yeah. 
Brad Pitt will have. He's been in a zombie movie. <laughs> Not he needs to redo one. that one. Yeah. So uh, thanks to Lionsgate for the Blu-ray, Blair Witch. Um, I think if you're anyway interested in Blair Witch from the original, you might want to dip in and have a look whether this one is, you know, it. it's not brilliant, I've got to say. But then again, neither was that first one. It was all hype, really. Yep. Um, and this is a competent horror movie. It got me more stimulated and nervous. There were moments when I was like, <sighs> just like the one we talked about, and then in the house. I mean, I truly thought about once you get it, once you're getting clued into this sort of bigger picture that's happening, and you're in this like. You know, it gets better. And also, I've been in old, abandoned, gross, broken down kind of houses, and there is this. I don't believe in anything. Like I don't believe in any spirits or ghosts or anything like that. I just don't believe any of that shit. I could go in the woods, and the only thing I'd be afraid of would be animals and people. I wouldn't be afraid of. Yeah, I'd be fine of animals. (laughs) Nothing weird going on. However, when you go into a house like this one is like this old, abandoned. With the slots and the walls and the stuff peeling off. And I've been in a house where the wallpaper's sort of like, it looks like it's been tearing off. And the walls are warped and there's a hole in the floor and you just see the ground. Everything makes a noise. Yeah. Creaky. The wind's blowing through because parts of it are gone. You just get this like sense of out of time and place because this used to be a place in a certain time. When somebody was sitting by a fire, listening to the radio, or reading a book, or cooking supper, and now it's all gone. And you just feel this sort of weirdness, and I don't know how to explain it. So in this, when we get into that house, I'm, and it's all you can see is what the flashlight sees, too. Because yeah. that's cre- it'd be creepy in this house, if yeah. you're walking around with just your flashlight, and everything else is black, just the one little spot. So I thought they did that really well. I think they did a good job of cinematography in general. Even when the camera's whipping around, it's really like it's a webcam basically on somebody's thing. You can still tell what's happening. Yeah. There's none of that. Like, I didn't have any weirdness from Yeah, the movie. like I don't really know what you're even showing me here because it's so crappy. Like, yeah. It's not that. You actually, once you get into that house even, like it's very clear what's going on and everything. Good job the technology was better than the first one. <laughs> So uh, thanks to Lionsgate for the Blu-ray. Uh, if you want to enter a contest, and we have quite a few going at the moment, go to aschoolie.com slash contest. You can win some Blu-rays. We've got quite a few up for giveaway. You want Next week's Blu-ray review will be Deep Water Horizon. It's uh, the new Peter Berg film starring Matt Wahlberg. We'll be looking at that next week. Peter Berg's really good. Uh, Lone Survivor, the last one we saw, yeah. was excellent, With also with Matt He's Wahlberg. He's intense. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Berg. I'm <laughs> um, Deepwater Horizons, another one based on a true story, so I'm sure it'll be intense too. Uh, movie recommendations. I am going with the original Blair Witch. It has been re released on Blu ray recently if you want to see it. I think you should see it if you haven't seen it and you're planning on watching this one. They, they do make a good back to back, you know, movie night. And my second one I'd recommend is The Guest, because I know a lot of people did not see that movie, and it is a really cool movie. So, you dig uh, it. Yeah, it's got that 80s kind of B-movie vibe to it, but cool. Like like Drive has that weird yeah. kind of vibe. So does The Guest, but in a different genre. So, um, yeah, The Guest. Yours are? Mine are, and I have a new system for the new year, 2017. Is Go- it start from A it is or B? Not- start from B? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's a little bit easier than that. Um, Is it start from B and then in August say, I'm still on B? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it is not. It is, I decided to, it was 2017, um, I just had my 30th class reunion because 2016 was 30 years, graduate. So I'm going back to 1987, now this is the first half of the year, I'm going through my list of movies again that I've seen, that I've kept track of over the years, and there's thousands, about 3,000 now, all the movies from 1987. So we're going back 30 years. And I was surprised as I went down the list at some of them. I was like, oh, wow, these were all in this. But you get a vibe, you know. So the first two, I put them in order of release dates. So we're starting with the very first, according to IMDb anyway. So we have Outrageous Fortune now. So I might remember in the late 80s that Bette Midler and Shelley Long were kind of a thing. Shelley Long from Cheers. She was in, like, uh, Troop Beverly Hills and... Uh, Bette Midler was in, like, Beverly Hills and the one where she's kidnapped by 
Supergirl. I think her was Supergirl. Helen. And, well, yes, her and her husband. Slater. The guy from uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Helen Slater is Christian Slater's sister. Uh, I don't know. Don't know. That's a different movie. But that's what Outrageous Fortune was. Those two, they find out they have a mutual boyfriend. He's missing. They go on the hunt. And there's sort of this, like, wacky... Everyone gets involved in trying to hunt them down. Everyone. From the mob to the CIA or whatever. So it's a big yeah, comedy thing. And the other one is Light of Day. Never which, heard of it. Right? Michael J. Fox. Joan Jett. Uh, I know. Sounds, is this good? <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> no. How's this a recommendation? No. Uh, because it's on my list. And these are the first two movies that I have on my list released in 1987. So we're going back. That's on my list. Now, I'm only going to make it through about half the year. From what I can tell. So, around June, July, we'll move on to a different system. But for now, we're going back to 1987. Alright, games and Ace Scully stuff. I've been playing more Final Fantasy XV. I'm up to Chapter 8 at the moment. I think I've got 45 hours played. Um, it's really fun. I still recommend it. Um, I like the open world aspect of the game, where you're running around and you're bringing, like, you're getting a quest and then you're doing it and then you take it back to somebody. But... It seems to have all stopped that sort of stuff now, and it's kind of linear all of a sudden. So the last few chapters, you basically have to do what they say. You're just going from point A to point B. There is no wandering around. I don't like that as much, and I hope that stops soon, and I'll be able to go back to running around on my Chocobo in the open world. But um, yeah, I re- highly recommend Final Fantasy 15. It's my favorite Final Fantasy, easily, from all of them, and I've probably played three. Out of the 15. <laughs> so I'm not a, you know, expert on it. Second thing is, uh, last thing as well, is uh, it's a mini um, film review. We watched a film this week. Uh, you can also win a copy of this film if you go to aschoolie.com slash contest. And the movie is called Train to Busan. And it's a Korean zombie movie. And we watched it this week. And Sid Talk will give you a quick talk of what she... Uh, thought of this said movie. I loved it. Oh, that was really good. You like zombie movies. I do. I like zombie movies because I like the hopelessness, and this movie captures a bit of that. Um, it is Korean, and so it has subtitles. So we can oh, listen right. to it. You can listen you to can it in English. Yeah. We, we choose subtitles. Yeah. It's not intrusive. It, it was paced, and, and everything works just right. Some movies, if it's super dialogue-heavy, while there's lots of action happening, you have a hard time kind of syncing up as you're trying to read the words and watch the action. But this didn't have any of that, I didn't feel like. And There wasn't a lot of talking once the action started, to be honest. No. And there's a lot of action in this movie. There's a lot of happening. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where you give me very little information about each of the characters and I care very quickly. Mm. Not because they're a stereotype. The caricature types, though. They are, but then you you make something happen in one of the early scenes where all of a sudden you are, like I said, you walk in and you're with them. Like you want to, you want them all to survive, but it's a zombie. It's a, it's a, <laughs> a bullet train, one of these modern hyper fast trains. Right. Gets infested by zombies, basically. That's well, no, the, the whole world is infested yeah, by but, zombies. Yeah, but I mean, they, we're on this train. Our heroes are on the train and they're just. Tra- traveling get- and it outbreaks as they're on the train. So. Yeah, and I've never seen that before. And the way they do it is like spectacular. There's like a lot of zombies, and the zombies are fast. They're yeah. 28 days later. Those very fast ones. Yeah, that will just rip you apart. They're also reminiscent of our World War Z attempts at making it almost Where as they if all yeah they to each other. They are like insects. Yeah. The thing on the back of the train where it's just- it's better than World War Z. Oh my, it is better. Way better. Because they didn't use CG in this movie. They had yeah, it was be- really people. good. <laughs> so in World War Z, <laughs> they did that really famous scene where all the zombies start climbing on top of each other to get over a wall. But it's all CG and it just looks really clunky. In this movie, they actually do that, not on a big, not as big a scale. But they're all hanging on the back of a train, and there's lots of them, and they're real people. They've just done it practically, and it actually looks really good. And They've got these really fast ones that are just running over the top of them all, like to try and get to the front of the train. It's just pretty. The ones that dive through the windows in this movie is very Twenty Eight Days Later, but they're like, like you say, insects. There's hundreds of them all of a sudden, just jumping through windows. Yeah, it's good though. It's yeah. good. The train looks awesome, and then we watch the extras on that Blu-ray, and it shows you how they made it. And 
when they showed you it was like not a real train with a green screen, I would swear when you're watching it that it looks like a real train. Oh, definitely. Even the background going past. The thing was, it looked good even when you're watching them make the movie from a different angle where you see all the cameras and the green screen happening over there. They're actually projecting some of it on. Yeah. And it looks amazing. It looks like weird. I also said to you how weird they make it. You see the making of it. And uh, it's a lot of, you know, on the set, fly on the wall footage. And there's a very different vibe to a Korean film set than Mm -hmm. there is to an American one. And it's very... Everybody's, like, on the nose, doing their business. There's no, like, messing around. It's a little bit of joking, but not much. Not much. It's very sparing, isn't it? Like, somebody might smile or crack a little joke. But if you look at all the technical people... Everybody is doing their thing very efficiently. There's no like, we're getting this, I guess it's, we're getting this film made, we can't waste time, we're gonna keep making this movie. But it's very quiet, almost, like it's like somebody died. (laughs) It's like everybody's... It's pretty serious. Yeah, uh, it's very interesting to see. Um, But yeah, it's a very good Korean movie, and if I wanted to recommend another Korean horror movie, it'd be The, uh, The Host, which is another cool Korean horror movie. So, uh, yeah, Train to Busan. You can win a copy. Just go to aschoolie.com and try and win a copy. What's on Spenguli tonight and what is Spenguli? Tonight, Spenguli is, as it always is, it's a horror host who does a two-hour show where in which he shows an old, not always horror movie, comedy horror and or hacky horror B-level type or lower. You've done it. All kinds of different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lots of Abbott and Costello. Mostly Universal Pictures. Yeah, but not this year. Yeah. Remember? You said they got more. Expanding. So You get a lot of the originals, Frankenstein, whatnot. Tonight is The Shadow of the Cat. And we have seen a cat movie before, but not this one. Where she turns into the black cat, so what's yeah. called. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's uh, Yeah, that's on tonight on MeTV. If you, uh, you won't listen to this, it'll have already been on. But if you have uh, an antenna on your... It's also on cable. It's also on cable. Yeah. Me TV. M-E dot TV. They have it on. If you're old like us, a lot of the TV's gonna, like, you're gonna like it anyway. Every, every Saturday <laughs> night at 9 p.m. And then Central. it's also Super Saturday Night when they have, like, Batman and... Star Trek. Correct. Yeah. So and what's for supper? Yes. Tonight we're gonna have some leftovers. I baked a cheese pizza from Aldi, which was delicious. We're vegetarian, by the way, in case anybody doesn't know or cares... I like to eat my pizza without cheese these days, so I just pull cheese You can peel off. the cheese off. I'll yeah. eat cheese. It'll probably make me swell up, but that's fine. It's worth it. It's delicious. And there's not much on there, so feel free to peel it off. The sauce is really good. I was shocked. And the crust. I love the crispy, crispy crunch. It's the cheapest pizza probably you can get. And we also have the leftover rice it's- and quote-unquote chili that I made, which wasn't really like chili. It had beans. It and like I used tomato curry. soup. But without the curry powder. Without the, it was more like a, a spaghetti bolognese curry. But it had beans in it, but yeah. no curry sauce, no curry True. powder. It definitely wasn't like a chili. But it was delicious. So yeah. we have some leftover And we got that, rice. Mm. And then some vegetables. And my advice is, going back to my You already gave that advice, didn't you? Is just be productive. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go out and like plant a, a field of corn every day or solve a mystery or cure a disease or build a house. I mean, be productive. And I only speak from experience and that I've had days of my life when I wake up and then it's time to go to bed. And I think, what the fuck did I do today? I did nothing. I contributed nothing to anyone in any way, shape or form. I lazied out of everything. Now, if you're sick, that's one, that's a different thing. But I'm saying like on a normal day, and I don't like that feeling. I don't like going back to bed thinking that was a complete waste of my life that day. I didn't even feel like I had a good time. I just did nothing. Which sucks. So even if on those days, if I start to get that vibe like, I've been sitting here for two hours just reading Facebook and doing fuck all. I need to do something. I need to make something. Encourage someone. Have a conversation with somebody that you haven't for a long time. The other day I had a casual conversation with someone I went to high school with. And just mention, like, hey, have you called this other guy? Like, this other guy who doesn't go on the internet or anything. He's kind of a conspiracy theorist guy. He's always felt a little bit... He was one of our best friends in high school. And yet we've all sort of dropped off from him, except this one friend who calls him a couple times a year, you know, kind of thing. And I just said, have you talked to him lately? He's like, no, I think of it a lot. I should. And I said, well, I just don't want him to ever feel like we're not thinking of him. He goes, okay, I'll do it right now. So we called him and then he messaged me back later and he goes, thanks for mentioning it. I'm really glad I called him. Now, 
That's not me being productive as in I made anything or did anything. But because of me interacting with another person, he interacted with somebody else, hopefully in a positive way. I didn't get the gist of the conversation. But that's like putting something in motion in a positive way. Hmm. You know, I don't mean like be productive, like burn down your neighbor's house because they turned the music up too loud. That's not productive. That's uh, vandalism. <laughs> that's violent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Being productive would be pull, pulling up your big girl pants and going over and talk to that neighbor as long as they're not dangerous, and try to figure out a way to solve the problem. That is being productive. Um, so that's my advice for this year. Um, don't waste your time. You know, you don't know what to d today could be it. And if today was it, and I just sat here and had my did nothing, I, mean, I can't change it once Well, it's today done. you recorded <laughs> this podcast, <laughs> and it went out into the world. This is doing something. Yes. Although it's become such a habit now and a routine, I don't feel like it's productive necessarily. However... I do know that people listen and... And that's productive. Because I seek out podcasts and I seek out videos on YouTube that I enjoy and that kind of enhance me and inspire me to do other things. And so it's a big circle of life. All right. So uh, talking of that, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remind you about our websites, ascully.com and sidtalk.com. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch uh, this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Google Play Store, the RSS feed. Go to ascully.com slash podcast. Subscribe there or just listen straight from the page. You can email feedback to me at ascully at Don't email SidTalk. She really... She just can't stand it, any of you. <laughs> and finally... Um, That's not accurate. Stay classy, the Blair Witch. Because uh, I believe we're going to see more of her. If we have, if we haven't actually. If seen. we stick on this, this theme trajectory. Yeah, I'd be alright with that. Yeah, maybe take it further even. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't think this is the last we've seen of the Blair Witch. So uh, yeah, very classy. And I'm gonna say thank for yourself if you don't. Someone do it for you. Bye.